some reviews. Disney feature length films. Short cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. Hello. Are we doing this again? Yeah, we're going to do it every week. We're going to do it as long as I want to. Hi, you guys. That's Kevin. I'm Stephanie. And this is Let's Get Down to Business. Or LD. What was it? LDTGB. LG. Oh, yeah. No. LG. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. D. TB. Yeah. We're open and affirming. We're very accepting. LGDTB. <laughs> How's it going? All that awkwardness aside. Are you asking me? Yeah. It's going. Oh, man. We watched a full 75, 74 minutes of story. Yeah. For the first time since Bambi. Of story. I think it's, what, what, like eight years? So much cohesion. It was eight years between full-length animated features. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. We got there. We got there. And honestly, the package film period wasn't as terrible as I thought. No. But good it, ones in there. It, it took a while for yeah. sure. Um, so today we have a short I've never heard of called Grievance of a Star Maker. You probably have never heard of it either. I'm a, I'm a star maker. <laughs> and then our feature film is Cinderella. You might have heard of it. Cinderella. 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 <laughs> Spoiler. Can I sing through this whole episode? No. Can this be a musical episode? No. Hmm. Anyway. Let's get down to business. This is the small business. I was going to say, yeah, that feels a little soon. Yeah. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a small business. Okay. And then later we'll have serious business. <laughs> Sound good? I guess. We have a format. Yeah, yeah. We've been sticking to it. I mean, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully it works. <laughs> okay. So our short this week is Grievance of a Star Maker. And the reason I have never heard of this is because it was released in 2002 in Tokyo Disneyland in Japan. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a more recent. This is, yeah. probably, this is probably the most recent short that we've watched. By far. Yeah. By like 20 years, I think, down it, here. It's about four minutes and 40 seconds or about almost five minutes. Yeah. And it's in Japanese. Yep. It's, so, it's all subtitled. Yeah. And even when you look it up on YouTube, if you guys actually want to watch this, it's uh, the still that you see before you actually click on it. I thought, like, that's, oh, that can't be right because it doesn't look classic. It looks like something that somebody made in, like, MS Paint. It's like flash animation. Yeah. Like when, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog yeah. and all those Cartoon Network shows were coming out. It looks to me like the the poster image that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. It looks like Harold and the Purple Crayon. Yeah, and when you're watching it, it's got like that Doctor Katz kind of like uh, fuzzy look to it because like the lines move. They all wiggle. Not that bad. Now, but yeah. because it's it's from Japan, I thought the line art was really reminiscent of Bamboo Brush. Yeah, like it really had that like. Very thick brush style. It's really pronounced. It reminded me of something like Paper Mario. Yeah, but I didn't really like the art of it. But I guess let's let's give the story first. Yeah. Um, before before we shit on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So it starts off with a little boy named Yasu, and he's looking out his window at night, and he's kind of wondering where all the stars mm-hmm. have gone because there's only the moon. Yeah, it's light pollution, bro. Yeah. Living in the big city. <laughs> 
Um, so he decides to, you know, investigate. Pers- yeah, pursue this. And he finds out that Mr. Hoshi, or Hoshi-san, is uh, kind of the keeper of the stars. Like, mm-hmm. he maintains the stars. He's got a star business. Yeah. Yeah, so Yasu takes a, a ladder all the way up into the sky to find Mr. Hoshi. Hoshi-san. Hoshi-san. And to meet him and see what the deal is. Like, where are the stars, bro? What are we doing here? Yeah. And what Mr. Hoshi tells him is that he's he's done. He's done pulling the curtain back and sh- mm-hmm. revealing the stars because the stars are all grimy. They've mm-hmm. been polluted. And just nobody cares. That's- the Japanese care so much about the environment. Yeah. I'm not dogging on them, but it's it's like t- a total studio I, Ghibli I, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, I did think, like, did Miyazaki work on this? Because this is very environmentalist. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's very conscious. But they're probably just more conscious than we are because yeah. we suck. Well, they have more people cram-packed into an area than mm-hmm. we do. Unless it's California, probably. With smog. <laughs> uh, smog. Anyway, wait till, well, it was a good thing you don't have to watch, like, uh, Fern Gully. I think you'd lose your mind. Why? Because the, they just hit you over the head with that environmental agenda. That's a great movie, agenda. though. Is it? It's probably not, but... I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> anyway, that's not Blues. This is Disney. Yeah. So, yeah, the... <sighs> He basically, Yasu, tells Mr. Hoshi, like, well, what if I clean the stars? What if I maintain them and take care of them? Then will you pull back the curtain and let everyone see the stars? And Mr. Yoshi's like, I mean, I guess, but you're not going to be able to do all that. There's a lot of stars. That's a lot of stars, dude. They're super dirty. Yeah. Um, But Yasu does it anyway. And Mr. Hoshi asks him, why? Why did you want to see the stars? Or why did you want them to be in the sky this badly? And uh, basically, there's a, a heartfelt moment. Mm-hmm. There's tears. There's, is there? Yeah, I guess. He's got a tear. I guess the old man had a tear as uh, Yasu explains what? That it's the brightness of his future mm-hmm. or it keeps his future bright? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's well, pass. Yeah. <laughs> and the old man is so touched by that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So the stars are all good, super bright in the sky. They work as a team to yeah, keep them it. clean and in it's, the sky. And it's very short. Yeah. It's a, it's a very fast five minutes. There, I think there's like a, a social or moral lesson for like elderly people to like help young people find their way. Or mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. It's probably a lot deeper than I'm willing to. Give it credit for. Yeah. Or like, delve into. Let, yeah. Like get Let myself get into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It was okay. It definitely doesn't feel Disney. No, it not really, at all. It felt like I was watching like a Nick Jr. Mm-hmm. program or something. Yep. Just the animation. I didn't like the style. I didn't like the way it was colored. It's very flat. I did yeah. like the the idea of like a brush pen or yeah. brush line work. Well, even the idea of the story is cool. It's just very clunky. Yeah, it's you very know? fast. Yeah. I think if you were to take this, give this to Miyazaki. <laughs> Hi, Al. Miyazaki. Uh... If you could take the story over like an hour and a half and really give it the <laughs> yeah you know just the, like a regular short the, just an hour and a the half Studio Ghibli touch uh-huh. I think it would be a more interesting story yeah whatever <laughs> well, I'm just <stuck. laughs> it's not a cure all but anyway so yeah I mean if you guys want to watch that tear it up it was it wasn't really my thing grievance of a star maker yeah yeah it wasn't our favorite star makers. Star Makers Incorporated? Incorporated, yeah. Oh, I took the words out of your mouth. I knew where you were going with that one. All right. Babe. What's up? Babe. What? It's serious business time. No. No? Like, no. 
we're getting down to business. There's not like a delineation between what type of business it is. Well, it's good business because it's Disney. Well, so, yeah, well no, not necessarily. We've seen that thus far. <laughs> well, we have... A real feature-length movie. Feature-length, animated feature-length film. Yeah. So let's get down to business and yeah. do this. <laughs> I I researched a lot, but I didn't actually write the research down this time. Oh, shit. Because there's just so much of it. Yeah. Because here's a film with substance. It actually has substance to research. And so. people actually enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was well-reviewed. So, of course, there's going to be a shitload about it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> It's not, like, so dear to my heart. So let's give you the, the bare bones, the, like, straight facts on this one. It's 75 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It was released in 1950. It's based on an old fairy tale, which I couldn't find the original because something it came from France and something that there was an original one from Egypt way back mm. in the day. Like, yeah, there's so many. But Cinderella is one of those stories. There's so many retellings. There's so many versions. There's, like, the Drew Barrymore version. Speaking of different versions, Disney actually did make one in 1922. It was one of the Laugh-A-Gram cartoons. Okay. So if we ever, if, I mean, if we keep going with shorts, we might come across it as a short. Probably not, though, because there are a lot of shorts. It would be similar on par with, like, Puss in Boots. Oh, God. Yeah. I know how much you love that <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Um, so we, we know that Pinocchio Fantasia was putting Disney in debt. And Bambi. And Bambi. <laughs> And the war happened, so they're losing money. They were about $4.2 million in debt. Which is a lot of money. Going into... Back in the 40s. Yeah. So the package films really helped them make money, have money coming in. Um, but it lowered it, I think, to around $3 million. Still a lot. But he's like, well, let's just... Let's I mean, keep going. Yeah. They really wanted to make another full-length animated feature. And they had three projects right, like on deck, I would mm-hmm. say. Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, and Peter Pan. Disney decided that Cinderella was so close to, like, Snow White, which was such a huge hit, Mm -hmm. that that should be the one that gets green-lighted. Which is a very, very good move by him. Play it safe. So, yeah. So, they hired some actresses. They did some things that were cost-saving. Like, they had a woman named Helene Stanley to perform the live action Mm -hmm. of Cinderella. So they didn't want to have to waste animation. Like, they shot this all first live action Mm -hmm. and then took that and created animations from it. Okay. Um, Just to note here about the woman that plays the voice actor or voice actress for Cinderella is Eileen Woods. Um, She went in to sing Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo and do some music, but Disney, well, himself was like, no, she needs to be the main role. (laughs) And from what I read, she ended up suffering from Alzheimer's later in life, um, and she could not remember that she had played Cinderella. But they say that nurses claimed that she was calmed down or comforted by the song A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes, Hmm. which is the one Cinderella sings. Well, that's heartbreaking. I know. That's a a nice note to start the fucking review off with. It's... Yeah. <laughs> That's how I, I, I like to carry these emotions. Yeah, okay. Keep the audience going <laughs> up and down. A little tearjerker for uh-huh. you. All right. Well, this VHS tape was the oldest one I could find. Yeah. I could find the ones like I owned as yep. a kid, but those were mid-90s. I wanted to find the oldest possible one, and I did. And it was from around 1987, 88. Okay. I know this because there was a trailer for Oliver and Company. <laughs> and it was the only trailer. Yeah. Because back then, we just, we kept it short. We got to the point. We don't have 25 minutes of trailers before the movie? Yeah. So we have that trailer and then it jumps right in. 
We have credits, we have the theme song for Cinderella, and much like Snow White, it starts with a book. Mm -hmm. And the book opens, and we go into the story, and it starts talking about Cinderella's, pretty much her upbringing. Like, she has, she doesn't yeah, have she a mom. Her, yeah, but she has her dad. She has her dad, and because her mom passed away, Cinderella's dad felt like she needed a mom in mm -hmm. her life, so he marries... So for whatever reason, he marries this bitch. Yeah, because how old is her dad? Because this woman looks old as fuck. He might be down with cougars, apparently. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And also, they have an estate, like this huge mansion. Mm -hmm. So her dad must have been pretty yeah. pretty wealthy. And your girl's a gold digger, obviously. Yeah. So it's Lady Tremaine? Yep. Yeah, Lady Tremaine is the stepmom. <laughs> I was going to say it like Jermaine from Flood of the Con. <laughs> Lady Tremaine. <laughs> and then she has her two daughters, Drizelle. Drizella. Drizella. It sounds like a Godzilla. Like, she sounds like a monster. Yeah. It's appropriate. And, and, then, and, and you go, Anastasia. Anastasia. Anastasia and Drizella. Just, just sounds stuffy. Yeah. I mean, if your name's Anastasia, we don't think you so, are stuffy. So what we're saying, no, you probably are, Anastasia. You can kiss my ass. It depends on if you want people to call you Anastasia or Anastasia. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the Fox movie, Anastasia. Not the same thing. I, I mean, if you think that's shitty, If you want to watch whatever. Meg Ryan... Voice the character and John Cusack voice the character. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Whatever. It, it hits all my like chick flick notes. Anyway. But we're talking about fucking Cinderella. Don't. We're not talking about fucking Cinderella. It depends on how it goes. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we have these still illustrations with the narrator just talking about Cinderella, mm -hmm. her father. The stepmom, the two stepsisters. Yep. And then what happens is her dad suddenly passes away. So Lady Tremaine takes over the estate and they kind of let it go. Yeah. And well, it's, it's not, it falls into, into disrepair. And I think they said that she's also lives very lavishly. Yeah. Like, so I think she's taken, she's taken, she's splurging. She's taken pointers from Mr. Toad. Like she's very, very poor with her money. Yeah. She's, give, she's basically spending it on her and her daughters. Yes. And, She's making Cinderella take care of the house. Mm -hmm. so And everything else. And every, like, she's basically their, their slave. Yeah. So, it starts off in the morning where these birds come in through the window and they're trying to wake up Cinderella. And much like me, she sleeps with the pillow over her face. <laughs> and she That's not always me pushing on it. <laughs> um, and so, she wakes up. She doesn't want to get up. But the bell on the... Uh, the wall. Was it the wall? I thought right. it was coming from oh, the... Yeah. Sorry. yeah, you're right. The castle. Yep, from like the bell for yeah. your cathedral. Yeah. It's waking her up and she's like, oh, finally, I guess I gotta get up. She's like, even, even that bell is ordering me around. <laughs> so she launches into a song, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Because <laughs> um, she had a really nice dream yeah. before she woke up. And she just has the perfect princess voice. Why? She just, I don't know. She just has this very, just beautiful voice. <laughs> and she sings, and I was like, man, she sings so nicely. Uh, so beautiful. Um, it's almost she, like that's what they hired her to do. I don't I know. know. It's like good <laughs> casting or something. So as she's singing, the birds and mice all chime in. Apparently she can speak to the animals, and she understands what they yeah. speak. So that's a thing. <laughs> Um, I really want some birds to come make my bed every morning. I don't want fucking rodents in my goddamn house. No? No. But they're so cute. I mean, 
Like, they're not going to make your bed. They're mm. not going to fucking... They're going to chew all your stuff up and shit all over everything. But our cat already does that. And I don't want him either. <laughs> He'd be better if he could make our bed. <laughs> um. So she slips on her shoes and where are her fucking toes? Did you notice that? Uh, she had no. no. She had no toes. It was like a Barbie foot. Rob Liefeld wasn't even fucking born yet. Hashtag where her toes. Hashtag Liefeld. <laughs> Um, and I thought during all this, rotoscoping does wonders. Yeah. Because the her movements were mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually rotoscoped, but obviously they were working. Let's assume footage. that, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, if they, if they had like a live thing to do it from, that's probably they the same probably guy. Wrote, yeah, they come probably on. Let's be, honest, let's be honest here. Um, so one of the mice, uh, Jacques. Yes. Tells her that a mouse, a new mouse is in the house and he is trapped. So she goes out down the stairs, and there's a lot of stairs for some reason, because this mansion must be, like, 15 stories tall. Mm-hmm. No, that's just the tower that they keep her in. Why is there a tower in a mansion? I don't know. Just... If you re- if you really dislike somebody, you want to punch somebody, throw them up there. I guess. Imprison people. Anyway, she helps this fat little mouse out of the trap. She names him Octavius Gus for short. How the fuck do you get Gus from Octavius? So I looked that up, and apparently Octavius is a reference to, like, Augustus, like, back in the Roman... Yeah, 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 yeah. Roman? Greek? Roman? I believe Roman. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where it comes from. Okay. I don't, I don't know why she doesn't call him Augustus, but apparently Octavius. That's a, that's a deep cut, Cinderella. Yeah. You are a well-read motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the things she has to do first in the morning is wake up Lucifer, who... Is a cat. Yeah. She's not waking up Satan. No, she's not waking up. (laughs) Although, I mean, Lady Tremaine. Mm -hmm. Um, So she has to wake up this cat, Lucifer, who's just, he's just a fat bastard. He is the fucking best. (laughs) He looks like the cat from Alice in Wonderland. Cheshire? Yeah, the Cheshire cat. Cheshire. Yeah. He's a little little devious. He's up to no good. He's kind of an asshole. (laughs) He is absolutely an asshole. There's no kind of about it. (laughs) And so she takes him downstairs into like the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Because she has to feed him. Area. Because, because God forbid her stepsisters or her stepmom take care of this fucking cat. Well, this cat's wasting away. Or, or do anything. This poor cat's starving. I know. Pet owner tip. Never feed your cats first thing in the morning. Because if you do, they're going to wake you up every morning meowing to get you up so you feed them. Feed them when you come home from work. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Or you can take care of the problem and not feed them at all. That also, and then you don't have to worry about it because eventually they'll fucking die. <laughs> She did feed him a dish of milk, and I was like, no, adult cats shouldn't be given milk. It's bad for their oh stomach. Oh, my God, shut up. This is turning into pet tips with uh, Well, Stephanie. no. Yeah. Anyway. But, anyway. I mean, like, we hate this fucking cat, right? So, what do you care what she gives it? You know? Because it's... He's a piece of shit. One of God's he's not gonna re- He's not going to reform. It's God's creatures, okay. babe. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a dog in there, too. His name is Bruno. And she Bruno. asked, she asked Bruno what he was dreaming about, and he was dreaming about chasing Lucifer. <laughs> and she goes, "Bad Bruno." She's like, "Don't dream about that, because then you'll get thrown out of the house." And she tries to tell him that Lucifer has his good points too, and she can't. And then she struggles to think of yeah, one. She can't think of anything. So it's breakfast time, and she goes out, and she's throwing some corn out for the chickens mm-hmm. and the horse and the animals. And the mice want some of this corn, too, but Lucifer's sitting there drinking his milk. (laughs) So the mice all twist their tails up, and they have to draw tails Mm -hmm. to see who gets to go. And it's poor little Jacques. That's what happens. Yeah. So he goes up to the cat, and the cat's kind of sitting on his elbows, kind of playing with his milk dish. And Jacques just kicks him right in the elbow. (laughs) He smashes his face into into the milk. So then there's, like, a chase going on with the cat and mouse. And the other mice sneak out and get some corn. 
And they're trying to come back in, sneak mm-hmm. back in. But that fat little Gus Gus. He's being a glutton. Yeah, he's he being tries a to take too much corn, just goes everywhere. Yeah, and he's trying to pick up all the corn that he spilled repeatedly. Except Lucifer spots him. Yeah. So then Lucifer is, is chasing Gus Gus, and he chases him to the point where Gus hides in a teacup, which happens to be the same teacups that Cinderella <laughs> is taking to her 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 stepsisters and her stepmom. Yeah. So she's up the stairs. She's going to Drizella and. Anastasia. Anastasia. Room, and then her stepmom, who she calls stepmother. <laughs> it's a very nice touch. And um, she hands them all their tea in their cups. And as she's walking away, one of them, is it Drizella? I think so. Screams. And she runs in to her mom's and is like, Cinderella tried to... She played a prank on me. So then your girl, the stepmom with her eyebrows, is like, Cinderella? <laughs> And Cinderella has to go in there. And damn, she is fucking, she's menacing. She's a monster. Like, it, imagine B. Arthur from the Golden Girls, <laughs> but like an absolute mega super bitch. Like yeah. that, that, that is Lady Tremaine. Like, like you want to, you want to talk? I, I, I would like to give Disney kudos, at least in the early going from what we've seen. They make a fucking great villain, a female villain. I would say I would say either, I, I, and we'll, obvi- we'll obviously see more in future movies. Mm-hmm. But they're, it's they're just very good at number one, and and this movie is a very good example of that. Is shitting on their protagonist yes. the entire time, and also just just building very like polar opposite foils. Mm-hmm. So like Lady Tremaine is just awful, like a lot like the elephants in Dumbo. That's what I was thinking. Is yeah. they reminded the three of them reminded me of the elephants. Now she is so good at this that I believe she was Maleficent. Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah. What's going on now is that the stepmom, Lady Tremaine, is explaining very calmly. Mm-hmm. All the duties that Cinderella has yeah, to uh, since, accomplish. And she has so much time on her hands to play childish tricks. <laughs> uh, apparently, she has enough time to do all of these chores and give Lucifer a bath. Yep. So, that's where we're at. <laughs> Cut to the castle with King and the Duke. Yeah, yeah. And King is upset because his son won't settle down. Yeah. He's too busy freaking crusading or whatever the fuck he's Hunting, doing. Hunting, I don't yeah. know. But he's... But, but his, yeah. He wants some grandchildren. Like this, this, this fucking uh, this king is baby crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I just felt like you know why? Why do people have to have babies? Some of us decide to be child free. Mm. That's we're okay with that. No, there's a lot of babies in this world that need homes. <laughs> Kevin, what the fuck is your point? Uh, if you want to be child free, then be child free. This leave, is not the leave time. them alone. This is not the time and place for that. They they don't want to have babies. Leave them alone. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> but like, if you're if you're fucking royalty, though, that is like, oh, yeah. that's the point. <laughs> Jesus Christ, babe. Anyway, get a fucking soapbox. Anyway, this is what this was like the 1700s. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the king decides that since the prince is coming home, what a great time to have a ball and yeah. invite all the eligible maidens. Yeah, for sure. Because he's bound to like one of them. You would think so. Yeah. So they decide to have this ball. And then back at the mansion, there's some music lessons going on <laughs> with uh, Lady Tremaine and her daughters yeah. and a flute. And they're amazing. Yeah, like, they're, she is like truly a siren. <laughs> a s- siren is <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Cinderella is scrubbing the floors because apparently they didn't have mops back then. 
Well, they probably did, but with uh, Lady Tremaine being as big of a bitch as she is, I'm sure she just held that out. So Cinderella's hand-washing these floors, singing the song that they're singing. But much better, obviously. Yeah. And there's some bubbles coming up from the soapy water from Mm. the floor. And there's some really cool things going on audio-wise with, uh, like, harmonizing. Yep. And what they had done with that, and they think this is the first time it had ever been done, is Disney had her sing the track. And then they played that back with her through headphones and had her harmonize with herself. And they did it three times to get that oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's her harmonizing with herself. Okay. As she's doing this, your boy, Lucifer, <laughs> sees the dustpan full of dust. And he's like, I'm just going to go fucking prance I'm going to transfer shit. this shit. And I'm going to fucking go around the room do some work. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. Um, but then it's mail time. Yeah. Mail time. And... The Duke brings a letter that basically says, uh, you know... Hey, everybody, come on down to the castle. There's a ball. Bring so, your chicks. And all eligible maidens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why Lady Tremaine was there. Although I guess she is eligible. Yeah. She's a widow. Yeah. Damn. Maybe, yeah, maybe... She has high hopes. Different strokes, man. Maybe yeah. the prince likes it. Yeah. Um, so Cinderella is like, well, can I go? Because it says all eligible maidens, and I, I'm a maiden. Well, I don't see why not, as long as you finish all your chores first. If, yeah. If is the big word there. If she, you finish all your chores. If. I wonder how that's going to go out. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I figure she's probably a woman of her word, and it'll probably turn out yeah. all right. Yeah, she, yeah. she's honest <laughs> like that. So Cinderella's all excited, and she goes back up to her room, where she has a pink dress that was her mother's. Mm-hmm. It's not a very cute dress. No. no. And I think she knows that. She's like, well, you know, I could probably make some alterations. Yeah. Um, so she, she wants to fix it up, but Lady Tremaine is on it. Mm-hmm. She's like, Cinderella! And, like, calling her down. Time to do them chores. Got shit to do. So this is the part. I think this is the most memorable song to mm-hmm. me. Did you know this song? Have you seen this movie before? I saw it, like, a long-ass time ago, but I remembered very little about it, aside mm-hmm. from, like, the very important and, like, uh... Trying to think. Memorable parts, I guess. The parts that people show. But I don't remember any of the songs. Really? I think this is the most memorable. Is uh, when the mice are singing, Cinderella, Cinderella. Night and day, it's Cinderella. (laughs) See, I'm going to (laughs) sing. So basically, these the mice and the birds are going to fix this dress up Mm -hmm. for her. Well, the girl mouse sends Gus Gus and Jacques out to find some trimming. Yep. And some beads. And uh, they're going to make this dress. (laughs) Except that when they go get the trimming and the beads... Who's there? Lucifer. Oh, it's so shocking. Lucifer. So there's a really great scene with the mice and the cat. Again, a chase ensues because that's what happens in animation. And they're making the dress. They get they get all the stuff for the dress. They're making the dress and it's party time, bitches. Cinderella is upset because she's like, I don't have time to finish my dress. And she's all sad. <laughs> Uh, stepsister, stepmom are going. Yeah, they're about to leave for the ball, and Cinderella's about to walk upstairs and just kind of stay in for the night. Yeah, so she goes to her room, and there's a light that comes on, and these, like, panels open. Yeah, you get, like, a big reveal. And happy birthday! Surprise! Um, yeah, there's her dress, Mm -hmm. and she's so excited. And I'm gonna tell you right now, that dress is still not cute. Whoa. Yeah. She pulls it off. Come on. You know, you know what the problem is? It has one too many bows. It's just like bows on the sleeves, bows on the front, bows on the You do what you got to do, man. If you can pull it off. It's like chicks with short hair. Not everybody can do it, but when you do, I don't know. get it. 
Um, so she is so excited. And she runs downstairs like, wait for me. Mm-hmm. Wait for me. Wait for me. <laughs> of course, the stepsisters throw a fit. Well, yeah, because she stole their shit. That's some petty fucking shit. Well, before, well even, would no, you expect anything less even, from these fucking chicks? Even before they realized that she was wearing their cast off. Yeah. They were like, Mom, she can't go now. Like, they were like flipping. So then Lady Tremaine finds a reason for her not to go because she's like, oh, well, did you... You stole this? And then they they each notice, and they, they tear the shit off of her dress. They like, they're tearing her up. ripped the clothes off of her body. It is the, the cattiest well, shit ever. It, I mean, yeah, they don't go far enough, but... <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin likes some toeless. <laughs> <laughs> and earless, apparently. Do you whoa, notice that? Whoa. She didn't have any fucking ears. That's <laughs> because she's got all that hair. Yeah. Like me. Um, so she runs off and, much like in Disney princess fashion, throws herself onto something and cries. I'd be pretty fucking upset, too. Yeah. Like, the, the goddamn animals just did all that work for her. I mean, she did all of her chores. Did I ever tell you about the time I flung myself onto my bed crying? I can only imagine that happened, like, fucking 40,000 times in your Do life. you know what happened? Uh... I'm, try- I'm trying to think of what could be inconsequential enough for you to do that. And it's just about everything. My dad spanked me. Good. Good. <laughs> he was like, knock this shit off. <laughs> and then you went and did that. No, oh. I did that first. Oh, nice. I ran into my room and slammed the door and threw myself on my bed crying. I completely support all of this. And then he spanked me. Good. I had to be like 11 or 12. Yeah. I was like, too- f- yeah, yeah, I was too old yeah, for that shit. Yeah, what fucking 11 year old does that shit, you guys? <laughs> Come on. She deserved this. I might have been actually like 13 or 14. Yeah, it was even ridiculous. Even worse. It, yeah. It was ridiculous. I hope you got you good. <laughs> Oh my god! He did with tools. What? <laughs> with the belt? With a fucking he spatula? Snapped, he yeah. Snapped, he the snapped belt. it off on your ass. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she's crying, and then for whatever reason, the fucking fairy godmother appears. Yeah, just out of fucking. Because yeah, Snow White's just chilling out, like walking, right? Yeah. Or not no, Snow no, White? I'm sorry, Cinderella. My bad. Yeah, Cinderella's crying on the bench, and the fairy godmother. She just shows up. Yeah, she just appears. Because I was wondering, like, okay, hold on a second, like fairy godmother. What the fuck are you doing all these years? She is getting shit on every right? single fucking day. And now out of the blue, you're just like, oh, well, you know what? So she's I could like, I could fucking hook you up right now, but only for a few hours. Right. So, like, Cinderella at this point is, like, 18 or 19 years old. Yeah, which, which Stephanie read this, makes her, like, the oldest, the oldest Disney princess, you guys. Snow White was fucking 14. 14. <laughs> 18 is the Oldest. Well, they didn't say what age Snow White was, but you know they, they drew her to be a little, so you didn't couldn't tell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you definitely can tell. Cinderella definitely comes off womanly though. But yeah, she's like fucking eight. That's so young. Yeah, she's of consenting age. I, I know, I know, I know. I get it. This is in Indiana, but <laughs> anyway. So yeah, fairy godmother finally decides that she, Cinderella's been put through enough right. to show up, and uh, we have bibbity bobbity boo. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I don't know any of these fucking songs. How the fuck do you not know this? Because I don't watch Disney movies because I'm not a douchebag. No, (laughs) because you're not cool. Um, so she gives her, like, she turns a pumpkin into a carriage, she turns the mice into a horse, she yep. turns the horse. Yeah, into a guy. <laughs> into and a I was guy. like, what the fuck? And the dog. And, uh, she, the big reveal is, like, when she makes Cinderella's dress. Yeah. Which apparently is 
one of Walt Disney's favorite animated sequences. Really? Is when that dress happens. Yeah. Man, Walt is a weird guy. He's very sentimental, I, yeah. I would say. But yeah, so she has this dress and she's got that choker. Mm-hmm. She's living it up Britney Spears style. Sometimes you got it, boys. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> and, I'm going to the ball. <laughs> and uh, where's her ears? She's no fucking ears. I don't know, babe. Yeah. I don't draw things. Um... I the colors of her dress of her didn't look like what I remembered it. Okay. So when you yeah, think, that might be the VHS or maybe you saw it on no, DVD. No, I or think something. for merchandising purposes, they made that dress more blue. Yeah. And her hair more yellow. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So I think because she's described as being strawberry blonde. Yeah, she looks like a redhead. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. There's that. Anyway, now we're at the ball. And uh, the prince is meeting all those basic bitches. And he's not giving a fuck about any of them. Basic and the king is bitches. distraught. Prince is... Up on the balcony. He's like, oh my god, this is fucking bullshit. He's never going to fall in love with these chicks. I love when the prince yawns and his eyes kind of roll up to where his dad is. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's purposefully yeah. trolling his dad He's at like, this you're point. a fucking asshole. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Okay. Also, that prince is so vanilla. Yeah. He has like no distinguishing features whatsoever. He doesn't yeah. even have a name. We're, we're going we're gonna to get to that later, yeah. but yes. So yeah, he's yawning. He's like, "Fuck these bitches," and then Cinder- he's not, and that's the problem. But yeah, so Cinderella arrives, and she's just kind of lost. Yeah. She's just kind of looking for where everything's happening, and he sees her above the heads of her stepsisters. Yeah, he's like meeting they're, them. they're bending over, kind of bowing yeah. to him. So he pushes past yeah, them. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you guys!" Great, and he goes to check her out. Which I forgot to mention, when Cinderella first arrives up those steps, those guards were checking her out. Of course they were. Yeah, yeah. They're like, who's this bitch? Anyway, um, the king is yelling at the duke, like choking him or something. Yeah. Yelling, like, because the duke's like, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, the duke, is, the duke is going through, like, every scenario. He's like, oh, yeah, so, oh, is this going to happen and this is going to happen? And it's all actually happening like he's while he's saying these things. Someone. He's going to fall in love and... And they're going to meet eyes and across the, the room. And like, you fucking pompous windbag. Look, you see? Yeah. And he throws him his monocle. <laughs> and so the they fall in love. Yeah, love just it. immediately. Love at first sight. Yeah. Just like me and you. And they're going, like, they're, they're, they're fucking, <laughs> shut up. They're, they're dancing all around the grounds and in the ballroom. Just them. Yeah, just them. And, like, they're walking around. And then all of a sudden, Cinderella notices. Well, you forgot the song. Who fucking cares? So this is love. Who fucking cares? I'm not Eileen Woods. I don't care about the song. (laughs) (laughs) Prince sings too. And he couldn't have an acting part because apparently he had an... A Chicago accent. (laughs) An Illinois accent. (laughs) Our Midwestern accent. Don't don't you know. (laughs) (laughs) So they hired someone else for his voice. But anyway, babe. But anyway. Yeah, so they're rolling all around the fucking grounds and the clock strikes 12. Yeah, they sit down for a little chat. C- Cinderella notices that. She's like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here before this dude sees that I'm a plebe and he's not gonna love me. Which, I mean, that's how it works. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want no fake ass bitches. It's but, like when you take your makeup off the next morning. Exactly. Oh my god, are you your mom? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how old are you? And, uh, and, and she, and she fucking, so she takes off. But she, she, no, she tries to like push him away and like he grabs her hands and like doesn't, like he doesn't want to let her go. And it's like, dude, whoa. But you know what her excuse was? What? I have to meet the prince. Yeah, I have to meet the prince. It's like, so like. Sorry, bro. I, I want to know what the fuck you guys have been talking about this entire goddamn time. Because when she actually does get away from him and starts running up and down the steps, he's like, I haven't even told you my name. What the 
fuck are you talking about? Like how? Like I, I want to know how you meet somebody like that, and it's like, oh, we're just so in love that we don't actually fucking say anything. Like, are you serious I, right now? What I like is that she is so enamored with him, but her goal is still to marry the prince. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is some blatant gold digging shit. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so let's continue with She's the story. Running. The and gripes the, aside. The Duke calls after her. He calls Senorita. Senorita for whatever reason. I don't know. And where is this taking place? France. Is it France? I yeah, because so. she's wearing like clogs at some point, and we were like, is she Dutch? Yeah, she's like Holland yeah. clothes. Yeah. Holland clothes. Dutch clothes. Jesus fucking Christ. Whatever. Who the fuck cares about <laughs> Hollanders? Anyway, uh, that's a Michigan thing, you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I was gonna say that was very yeah, not the country. Uh, that was rough. The Michigan thing. <laughs> Um, so they're chasing after her, but she's running out. And then the Duke's like, close the gate because yeah! the carriage is they're, trying they're to... Gonna, they're going to close her in and fucking entrap her. Jesus. So she gets through the gate on the carriage, and then he sends out these fucking, uh, menacing-looking black horsemen like with, like, red eyes. Yeah. yeah. And they're just speeding out to follow her. And while, while they're on their way out, you know, bumping through the hills, trying to escape or, you know, just get out of view before they transform back... Like they they actually transform, and then you know she like the pumpkin, her and her tattered clothes and the, the mice, animals. yeah, yeah. And, and the horse, and then they get off the road real quick, and the horsemen just they ride right by and they crush the pumpkin, crush the pump, yeah. and the magic dust just kind of withers away. Yeah, and I mean as all that was happening, she did leave behind a slipper. Because that's going to come into play, obviously, in the next scene. She's very clumsy. Where the Duke has her slipper, and uh, oh, but. Before we even say that, when she transformed back, yeah, the only thing she had from that night was her her slipper, yes. her slipper. So she yeah. still had one glass slipper left. I don't know why that's the case, but yeah, that's I guess what, that's what happened. Because she didn't have the magic pair. I guess the fairy godmother wanted to taunt her about what could have been. I guess I don't know. Um, so yeah, she's obviously a fucking bitch to, to, right? to string around this long. Like she looks all grandmotherly, but really. <laughs> She's a monster. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so the Duke goes into the king's room, and the king didn't want to be disturbed unless no, a proposal happened. Because, and it, this isn't supposed to be as creepy as it sounds, but he's dreaming of grandchildren. Riding on riding, riding on his back. On his back. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it visually is a lot better than what it sounds like. Yeah, it's so pretty disturbing. <laughs> and uh, some people just really want to be grandpas, I guess. <laughs> So the duke kind of goes in and is like, hey, king. So. And the king's like, you're waking me up? Then there must have been a proposal. Cigars for everybody. And he just shoves a bunch of cigars at him. Lights them up. Yeah. Smoke them if you got them. So duke's like, well, she got away. And the king is like super pissed. And he's got a sword in his hand. Yeah. Because he was about to knight him, but now he's going to decapitate him instead (laughs) because that's just how things work. But the duke's like, well, we, we do have one of her glass slippers. And the prince said, you know, if we can find the maiden whose foot this fits... I'll marry her right yeah. away. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and the king's like, well, how will we know? Yeah. But they're like, any maiden. Yeah, any maiden. If, if it fits, If the shoe I fits. Sits. If, the, if the shoe fits, you must have quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Nicole. So, back at the mansion. It's a mansion, right? Uh, I would say, like, I would say palace. Manor? Estate? Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm talking about the, the stepmom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say a state. Yeah. So they're, they found out about the decree where they're going to go around and mm-hmm. test everyone's feet. And so they're getting ready for the Grand Duke. And as they're reading off this letter, you know, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, if whoever shoe 
foot fits, they get to marry the prince. Yep. And Cinderella's in there as they're reading this decree, and she drops her platter. Yeah. And they're like, you clumsy-ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not in so many words, but... Um, so Cinderella's kind of in a daze, because she's like, that's my slipper. Yeah, I'm going to marry this yeah. motherfucker. So they're kind of piling her up with laundry, and she just kind of passes the buck. She just yeah. passes it off to yep. one of the sisters and walks and away. Wa- yeah, walks away and goes upstairs to her room. And the stepmom's walking her like, that it's, sneaky ass bitch. Yeah, she sees her singing. and Yeah, like, she's like, it was, it yeah. was fucking you. <laughs> so she's scheming, the stepmom. And what she ends up doing is locking Cinderella away in this tower, in this fucking tall mansion, because how many stories is it? Many. Oh many my God. stories. Oh my God. It's like a fucking, like the spiral staircase. Yeah. Like Clockwork Orange, is that what it is? What? What's the one that's the spiral staircase? There or are, it's a Hitchcock movie. There are many movies of yeah. the spiral staircase. Is it called the staircase? I don't know. <laughs> so, the Duke arrives. And uh, it's pretty much like, last chance, don't fail me now. Yeah. And uh, they start fitting with some slippers. And it's not fitting because these chicks have gigantic, disgusting feet. No, it's because Cinderella has a size four and a half foot. Well, that too. What the hell? I don't know. I'm like a size nine and a half and I have small feet. Yeah. And Lady what? Tremaine has the key uh, to upstairs in her pocket mm-hmm. of her dress. Who has pockets in their dress? Oh, that's a great thing to have, actually. I don't doubt it, but I just I didn't know that was no. a thing. Pockets in a dress is like every woman's dream. But I'm just saying, do they make that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know that was a thing. It's everyone's dream. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nevertheless, she's got the key in her pocket, and she's waiting for this whole thing to go down, you know, with the the shoes, and they're trying to fool the Duke. Yeah. They're they're trying to make their feet fit into this tiny-ass shoe. (laughs) And all all the while this is going, Gus Gus and Jacques are trying to get the key out of her pocket, and it's not working out. No. Obviously. Um, Eventually, they, they do get it out. But, of course, you have, uh, they have stairs to climb. All of the stairs. Like I said, why is this tower so fucking tall? I don't know. Anyway, so as they're getting it up the stairs, uh, the second fitting has happened. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't fit the first sister, so now they're trying for the second one. And they're, like, bashing on the Duke. Yeah. Like, you stupid idiot. Like, you don't know how to do this. Or his his henchman, whoever it was. So, like, she's trying to shove her foot in, and she gets, like, her toes and her heel in, but then it pops off. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not going well for them. Well, the mice end up getting the key up at the top of the stairs, and they're almost about ready to shove it under the door to Cinderella. Except your boy. Lucifer shows up. He shows to up. To do that work. And he captures Gus with the key under a teacup. <laughs> we have an all-out mouse and bird assault. <laughs> and they're trying to attack... Lucifer, but he's not giving it. Mm-hmm. So then the mice decide we need to bring in Bruno. <laughs> they need the dog. So the dog comes and he's chasing Lucifer and he chases Lucifer out a fucking window in this high ass tower and they don't show Lucifer. Lady. Yeah, he falls. It's much like the uh, Game of Thrones. No, the Queen. Well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> it's a lot like the Queen and Snow White. Like she falls and they show falling. You don't see what happens. But you can take a guess. But cats always land on their feet, so I'm going to hope for the best. That was a long-ass fall, and if he lands Kevin, on their fucking feet... I'm going to hope for the Lucifer's best. Lucifer's dead. I'm going to hope for the best. I'm just saying, they killed that fucking cat, you guys. This gonna, is disgusting. I'm going to hope for the best. <laughs> so Cinderella's free. Yeah. And... And a cat's dead. The Duke's, like, getting ready to leave. He's like, I got more bitches to see. Bye. <laughs> and uh, Cinderella runs down and is like, wait, wait, I'm an eligible maiden. 
And uh, the yeah. guy with the glass slipper on the pillow. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, we can do that. So he comes trotting back in, but Lady Tremaine's not having it. She's like, oh, have a cane. Yeah, she trips. <laughs> she fucking trips him. And he fucking breaks the slipper. Oh, and everyone, So everything's ruined, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah, we can go home. Except Cinderella's like, oh. What about this? That's okay. I have the other one. <laughs> and the look on fucking Lady Tremaine's face. Awesome. It's pretty priceless. It's great. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so they get married, Cinderella and the Prince, and happily ever happily after ever the after. end. Yeah. yeah. The king wanted them kids, and he's probably going to get them in this short order. This is what I base all of my life romances off of. Some would say that's a bad thing, and they would be correct. Yeah, I thought I was going to marry every single boyfriend that I ever had, but you were the one stupid enough. Yeah, I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> and now I have to do this shit. Oh... <laughs> uh, Let's see what people thought about this. I tried to find res- reviews, critic critic reviews from back then, not, yep. not current. So we have Chicago Tribune. They said the film not only is handsome with imaginative art and glowing colors to bedeck the old fairy tale, but it also is told in a gentle fashion without the lurid villains, which sometimes give little <laughs> lots nightmares. It is enhanced by the sudden piquant, piquant? What's that uh, word? Piquant? Yeah. P-I-Q-U-A. As in like peak. Yeah. yeah. Piquant touches of humor and the music which appeal to old and young. What I have to say about that, me, Stephanie, yeah. about the whole like giving little lots nightmares, the original Cinderella, the sisters carved their feet to fit the glass slipper. Holy shit. Yeah. Can you imagine getting that one? Getting that version? That's fucking legit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, Bosley Crowther, our boy, your boy of the New York Times, wrote, The beautiful Cinderella has a voluptuous face and form, not to mention eager disposition, <laughs> to compare with Al Cap's Daisy May. However, criticizing her role and personality, Crowther opined, as a consequence, the situation in which they are mutually involved have the constraint and immobility of panel-expressed episodes. When Mr. Disney tries to make them behave like human beings, they're banal. Oh! So is he saying with her lack of personality and... And like you said about the prince. ...an eager disposition, is she a manic pixie dream girl? Probably. Is he a a manic pixie dream boy? in, In not so many words. Interesting. (laughs) Variety said that the film found more success in projecting the lower animals than in its central character, Cinderella, who is on the colorless doll face side, as is Prince Charming. See, I don't think that's really fair as far as Cinderella goes, because she's got a little bit of personality, even if it is the, uh, like perfect world type of thing whereas yeah prince charming absolutely i, I mean, think they're right on the more he's... so than snow white yeah snow white yeah. was a blank fucking yep yeah um she's a blank 14 year old canvas <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to go first i did it last um week. yeah i can do that okay you go all there. right so where are we gonna rank well, tell this us what you thought about this motherfucker okay um Overall, I like I liked it quite a bit. It was nice to get back into an actual feature length animated movie. Mm-hmm. And like I told you before, I was kind of hoping that we wouldn't get into an area where we got past all the package films and we were just so excited to get into this that we put our expectations too high. I don't think that mine were too high. I thought it was still really good. I like the mice a lot. The the supporting characters, like that one reviewer said, uh, are very good. Mm-hmm. I thought the songs were cute. Like, cuteness is definitely a big part of this movie. The villains 
were absolutely up to par. Because, like I said, if you're going to compare them to the elephants and Dumbo, then you're you're doing exactly what you're supposed to yeah. be doing if you're Disney. Like they're they're right on. If you hate them, then they're doing. Then okay. they're doing their job. And Cinderella had just enough personality that you felt sorry for her because she absolutely is the protagonist that just gets shit on the entire time. And like I said, with the with the fairy godmother, you're like, where the fuck were you this entire time? And there's enough humor in here that. I, I laughed a decent amount. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's a good movie overall. But when I think about it in the uh, in the scope of being compared to the the other movies, I I would probably still put it above Bambi. But that's only just because of how annoyed I was with a lot of the characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't for me I don't think it's as good as Dumbo. I really don't. Yeah. I mean just just personality wise and the uh, the setting all that stuff. And even even like the relationship, I even thought that the elephants were better villains than Lady yeah. Tramp. Not not that she's not terrible because she absolutely is, but I just thought the Dumbo did a lot of things better in my opinion. So I would probably put it um, ahead of Bambi, but still still behind Dumbo, pretty pretty comfortably. Not not that it's uh, it's a significantly worse movie. It's just a preference thing. So I'd put it at number three. So out of sixteen, because out of sixteen is- movies, this is number three. This is this is the third best. Feature film. It's absolutely better than Snow White, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a little bit better than Bambi. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting is they were going to have a scene or have a part of the movie where she kind of throws it back at the stepsisters mm-hmm. and stepmom or is kind of sassy towards them. But Disney felt like like he didn't want her to be, I don't know, like it, like it would make her hard to root for if she just wasn't pleasant. Yeah, kind of like if she was stooping to their level type yeah. of thing, because that's how that's how like I read it when you vind- told me that. Vindictive, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a way, I feel like nowadays we like we, you want a strong character. We want sass out of women. Like we find that well, like, no, you, you funny. Don't, or, you don't want them to be walkovers. Yeah. When I watch this, well, I've seen it before. I've seen it many times before. Yeah. So I'm coming at this as like I grew up with princess movies. Nope. I'm totally into romance and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. I thought it was charming and it was funny, especially with the animals. I think Lucifer steals the show. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's fantastic. Great. I think the animals are probably the best part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really delightful in that sense. The animation's really great. I I think playing it safe and doing what Snow White did yeah. was smart. Yeah, absolutely. It made them a shitload of money. Yep. So it's a formula that works. And mm-hmm. if it works... Why deviate? Exactly. Especially because there's still... They've seen that deviation doesn't make them any money. Well, it's only been like 10, 15 years. Yeah. So... This keeps the doors open. Yeah. I mean, if you're still doing it in the 90s and 2000s... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Anyway, I think the pacing of the story was really good. It Mm -hmm. wasn't... It didn't drag. Even though this takes place over 24 hours. Yeah. So this could have really felt rushed. Yeah. I know one of my... Like, we'll get into it much later. But one of my complaints about Beauty and the Beast is that story just happened so fast. Yeah. This didn't feel that way to me. So I think the pacing is on point there. The music is really great. Um, They do a really good job casting singers. Um, For me... I think it's it's partially like what do you relate to? What mm-hmm. do you grow up with? Who do you, how do you see yourself in a character? So like I my mom and dad divorced when I was a teen and my dad remarried and she had two daughters yep. and we didn't get along. It was one of those situations where they just moved right into the house and yep. they thought because we're all teenagers we'll get along. Yep. Well, we didn't. So I always kind of 
likened myself to Cinderella, even though, like, now as an adult, like, they weren't evil. We right. just didn't understand each other. We were you're three, you're three teenage, teenage girls. Well, even like, with my, tough. with my stepmom, like, like, I really wanted a mom, but she already had her own daughters. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it was just a forced situation that was uncomfortable for everybody. But that being said, when I was younger, I felt a lot like Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Now we all get along. Like, we're all adults. We're great. Like, it's not a big deal. So, no offense, anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going where you thought it was. Yeah. You're all evil. <laughs> no, not really. Um, so, when I look at my list, I, it's definitely it, it just it is better than the package films. There are good package films like Ichabod and Toad. Yeah, Ichabod and Toad is fucking great, you guys. I don't want you to think that just because I'm ranking Cinderella or Bambi or Snow White above that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's only because it's a package film. It is the best of the package films. Yeah, but this is a fully formed, thought out, fleshed out movie. So that being said, when I look at my list, I have Pinocchio, Bambi, Three Caballeros, Reluctant Dragon, Snow White. Those are my top five. I like it better than the package film, so that's automatically going to put it above Reluctant Dragon and Three Caballeros. Do I like it better than Bambi? I do like it better than Bambi because of the humor and the charm that it has Mm -hmm. with Lucifer. Like, he's just, he's a fucking great character. He just, he, he is that, that video of that cat, thug cat. Yep. (laughs) When he, like, knocks the shot glass down. That's fucking Lucifer. And who doesn't love that? (laughs) If you don't love it, get the fuck out. Right? Stop listening. He's we living that thug you. life. Yeah. So for me, it's it's second after Pinocchio, and then Bambi is third. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So that is the first of the Silver Age movies. We're, we're into it, boys. We're, in the we're fucking. Age we're getting now. into it. Next episode, our short is going to be. <gasps> it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's Figaro and Cleo. Fuck yeah. Yep. Speaking of cats. <laughs> and uh, speaking of cats again, our feature is Alice in Wonderland. So we are going to have the Cheshire Cat. And also, we should probably say, I mean, you guys might already know this, but we don't get high. So Alice in Wonderland, this might suck. I'm <laughs> probably going to go on a rant about the acid-tripping girl in high school yeah. who all get Alice in Wonderland <laughs> phrases in their locker and tattoos and shit. Yeah, don't even. Yeah, I'll get started next, yeah. on that next time. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. We, we really do. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DTV Disney, and leave us a review on iTunes. We like to read those; those are fun. We like <laughs> to show our parents so they think that we're famous. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just in case, tell all your friends. Share us. We appreciate it, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next episode. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Because Disney is our business. And business is good. Kevin, you can't do What? Bye. No. No, it's so good. Bye. <sighs> this is fucking bullshit. Bye.